Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, September 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes of the Indians split uh, a doubleheader yesterday against the Chicago White Sox, losing the first game 7-2, uh, to two, uh, coming back in the second game and winning on a walk-off home run by Oscar Mercado. Uh, but the damage was already done by that point. The uh, White Sox, by virtue of winning game one of the doubleheader, uh, claimed the uh, claimed their first AL Central crown since 2008 uh, for a team that the Indians sort of uh, messed up their their playoff seating last year in a similar uh, similar series at the end of the season by sweeping them. Uh, they come in here and celebrate uh, in front of the Indians, clinching the the division title. Uh, it, you know, total reversal from, from this time last year when uh, the White Sox were in town. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, Joe, it was, uh, I, kind of, I, I think it was a foregone conclusion. You know, eventually in, these, in this five-game series, they were going to, you know, they were going to reduce that magic number to zero because they came in with the magic number at two. Uh, but, and they took care of it fast, like you wrote in your game story. There was no, uh, you know, four home runs in the first two innings of game one against Aaron Savali, and it was over. You know, they just, the Indians could never recover. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the White Sox have earned it. They, you know, they played well the whole season. They overcame injuries, you know, especially to their position player group. And uh, they hung in there. And the Indians, you know, when they got, when they suffered their injuries in the pitching staff, they just, really could never, you know, push, push the White Sox. Yeah, that was really the, the big difference was the, the White Sox, all their injuries happened on the, uh, on the position player side, the majority of them. Uh, you know, they were missing Lance Lynn here and there once in a while, but uh, for the most part, their, their big injuries happened to guys like Eloy Jimenez, uh, Luis Robert during the season. Uh, they, they, they lost Nick Madrigal, but they uh, found a replacement for him from the Indians in, in a trade with Cesar Hernandez. Uh, this is a group that, you know, everybody said from the beginning, if, if they, you know, just did what they're capable of doing, they would be able to, you know, go wire to wire. And basically they, they have all season. They've led from the front. Uh, the, the White Sox chances heading into the playoffs now, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? Do they, 
do they have the momentum they need right now to to go far go make a deep run in the in the postseason well it's an interesting team I, I think uh you know it depends you know how healthy their pitching is uh you know with uh Rodon is kind of shaky a little bit uh you know, Lance Lynn is was is just coming off the the IL, I think, as well. Uh, but you know, I think they've got enough. If their starting pitching can hold up, I think they've got a you know a chance to to advance and and get deep into October. They certainly have uh, the offense to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. In in you're going to find out in October, and the Indians find out. Uh, you need to have the offense that can can put up the runs and and keep the pressure on. Your, your opposition in October baseball. But if you don't have the pitching, you're, you're not going to go anywhere. So uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, Dylan Cease, these are guys who are going to need to step up and, and prove themselves in the postseason for the first time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, those, those are two uh, good young starters. And, you know, they help the bullpen with, uh, uh, you know, with Hendricks, you know, signing a Hendricks. He's had a great year as a closer. Uh, Kimbrell is, is a little bit of a question mark right now. He hasn't pitched real well. You know, they gave up a lot to get him from uh, the Cubs. And I think he's going to be a critical part to that, that, uh, bullpen as a setup guy to Hendricks. And, you know, if he's not uh, click, you know, if he can't kind of re- regain his form, that might, that, uh, the White Sox, uh, you know, that could hurt the White Sox. All right. Uh, yesterday's first game, uh, Savali did struggle. It was, uh, he, he's been sort of up and down he, uh, in his, you know, three or four starts since coming off the injured list after missing more than two months uh, with a sprained finger, you know, six innings and, you know, shut out baseball against the, the Yankees the, the week before. But, you know, this time around, he gives up the four home runs, most home runs given up by an Indians pitcher in a game this season. Uh, and he did it, you know, all pretty much in, in straight succession there. Uh, Tim Anderson got him in, in, in the first at bat of the game uh, and then three more in the second inning back to back home runs by uh, Robert and Jimenez. And then um, uh, the, the Anderson comes around with a big three run uh, blow there later on in the inning. Anything you, you see from Savali over these last few starts that, you know, indicates anything we should be worried about heading into next season? Uh, you know, I don't think so, Joe. I mean, I guess there's some concern, obviously, but I think, you know, like you have, like you said, he's, he's been offered two, two plus months, close to three months. Uh, I think there's going to be some hiccups along the way. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm just happy he got back on the mound and is, is getting some work in as he goes into the winter. Uh, you know, I don't think if hit that finger was bothering him, they wouldn't let him pitch. So I think, you know, he, he's a guy that throws what six different pitches you know I don't think you can sit for you know two and a half months on on the IL and have a feel for all those pitches and you know eventually you know some there's going to be days when you know you're going to get hurt and I think you know know, that's uh, that's what happened uh, um, uh, yesterday in the first game of the doubleheader. Yeah DeMarlo Hale said you know he thought Savali was missing up in the strike zone uh, too much and uh, we asked Savali about that, about, uh, you know, missing high in the strike zone. He said, I live up there. I, he, he said, if you, if you look at the stat cast, his, he, he ranks like fifth in all of baseball in the average pitch height. Uh, so, you know, working up in the strike zone is nothing new to him. He said it was just a matter of not executing those pitches and not getting them where they needed to be 
uh, when when he threw them. Uh, and for for a guy who who relies on being so precise, uh, when you're not, uh, I guess that's that's when you get burned as much as he did uh, in those first two innings. Yeah, I like what he said. He kind of it sounded like you you know you were going to to, to a doctor's visit. He goes. You know, when, uh, you know, DeMarlo said he was up in the zone and he goes, well, it's never just one thing, you know, it's there's <laughs> Savali said it's never just one thing. It's never just one thing about being up in the zone. There's always a matter of execution and, and location. And and uh, so, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, he he had like four or five different things that he knew he did wrong. And uh, so he's he, I, I think he'll uh, I think it, I'm going to be it's going to be interesting to see his next start. And uh, I guess maybe what? Joe, these guys got one more start, two more yeah, starts. Probably. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see how he finishes up the season. All right. Uh, the bullpen did come in there and give the Indians uh, what four and four and a third, four and, uh, you know, really good uh, work out of France or JC Mejia, uh, Logan Allen and Francisco Perez came in. Uh, Perez looked really strong uh, throwing the ball. Uh, Logan Allen worked into some trouble, got out of some trouble, Uh, you know, all around the the bullpen's effort in that, that first game after things were pretty much decided, uh, you know, a a good outing, good day for the bullpen. Yeah. Four and a third scoreless. Like you said, Joe uh, Mejia, you know, that's, he needed that. Believe me, he needed a a good, strong performance uh, where, you know, he put up some zeros. He he kept the ball in the park. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, um, with Allen, you know, he's, he, you know, he's got a good slider. I was watching him in that first game and he had four strikeouts and I think most of them came on the slider. And, uh, you know, if he can, he, you know, he kind of puts himself in trouble, you know, he gives up hits, he'll walk a guy, but, you know, he has the ability to get out of jam. So, you know, that was encouraging. And like you said, Perez, you know, is a guy that's, you know, got kind of got hammered the first in his big league debut against the Oakland, I think in, 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 in August and uh, has come back and has put together, you know, three, three or four good outings since he was recalled in, in mid September. Yeah. Really the difference with Francisco Perez uh, coming back up and he's just been really willing to throw the ball in the strike zone and challenge hitters. Whereas he wasn't, he, he really didn't get the chance to do that back on August 10th in his major league debut when the, uh, the Indians were, were getting rocked by the, the Oakland A's. Uh, the other game, the, the second game, the Indians win, uh, could, could potentially have been the final Cleveland Indians walk-off win at Progressive Field as the Indians, uh, as Oscar Mercado uh, prevents extra innings from happening by hitting a two-run homer in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, after Emmanuel Classe had, uh, you know, blown his first save in, uh, you know, in forever uh, by giving up a run in the top of the seventh. Uh, it was uh, Owen Miller with a big, uh, big two-run single. Andres Jimenez coming around the score on a close play at the plate. Just a, an exciting win after the, after the sour taste in your mouth uh, from the, the White Sox clinching earlier in the day. Uh, the Indians come and, and, and pull out uh, just, uh, you know, one of the reasons why you go to the ballpark was to see games like that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I thought class a was, you know, he, he blew the save, but you know, in, in giving up three straight hits in the seventh, you know, then there's an error on Chang and uh, you know, the time the, the White Sox score the tying run, 
but then he, you know, he retires three straight guys with the bases loaded. So to keep the tie intact and give, you know, Mercado a chance to win it. So I thought that was a, a you know, a big step in, in his maturation process as a closer. We've seen him, seen him do stuff like that. Well, we, we've seen him save games, but we haven't seen him do stuff like that for much of the year, but he was, he hasn't been in that kind of situation for much of the year. All right. Uh, for Mercado, really just, uh, you know, a, a guy who's had a sort of an up and down year, sort of a, not a very remarkable season, but uh, good to see him get a, a chance to, you know, have his teammates dump water on him and, and chase him around and, and experience that uh, feeling for, for himself uh, in, in a, in a walk-off win. I think it was the Indians eighth walk-off win of the season. Yeah. And uh, uh, just, uh, you know, Mercado is, uh, is an interesting guy. He's in that outfield group, Joe, with, with all those other guys, Harold Ramirez, Bradley Zimmer, you know, and, and, uh, and Mercado, just like three or four or five guys that are, you know, you just don't right now, you just don't know what to make them. You know, are they right. starters? Right. Are they fourth outfielders? Are they going to, you know, are they going to, are they going to get tender a non-tender in December? You know, are they going to be here next year? Uh, so it's, it's, it's an interesting group and, uh, and Mercado kind of, you know, I think you, if you keep doing that, they're going to, you, you, you know, you're going to get somebody's attention. And, uh, you know, he's always had that power. He's always had that ability to hit velocity. And, uh, you know, he, you know, he came through last night. And, uh, but I still don't know how this outfield is going to look, you know, come opening day, comes, you know, the start of spring training next year. Right. Well, you mentioned Bradley Zimmer. He, he had himself a, uh, a day. <laughs> A full day between the uh, the first two games, getting getting thrown out at second base, uh, stealing when uh, he was behind by five runs. Uh, that 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 was probably not the best play in the world. And then uh, in the what sixth inning, uh, it was the he was on first base. Bobby Bradley hit a ball off the top of the center field wall, and no idea what Bradley Zimmer was trying to do at that point. He was standing on first base when the ball hit the wall in the outfield. Uh, just a, a tremendous base running error that fortunately Owen Miller came up and, and made it a moot point, but uh, Bradley Zimmer not impressing people with his base running skills at all yesterday. And that's one of his, you know, that's one of his tools in the toolkit. I mean, he can, he can run like the wind. And I don't know, Joe, if he thought, you know, uh, uh, the ball was going to get caught, if, uh, you know, he thought, uh, you know, uh, uh, Billy Hamilton was going to make the catch or if he thought the ball was out, I, I, I don't know, you know, and just maybe lost sight of the ball, but you know, it's kind of a, a weird play because I guess he got a hold for a while, you know, you don't want to get doubled up there. Right. But, uh, I, and I think maybe that was going through his mind. Well, from the replay, what it looked like, there was a point as Billy Hamilton was tracking back to the wall where it looked like he was turning and was going to make the catch. So I think Zimmer went back to first base to try and tag up and move up to second base. And that was what he was thinking. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Zimmer thought for sure that Billy Hamilton was going to catch that ball. And it just sort of kept carrying. If you watch the replay, uh, Brad, uh, Bobby Bradley thought it was out off the bat because he yeah. flipped his bat and sort of stared at it. But uh, it's, a, it's a good thing Bradley wasn't hustling out of the box because he probably would have passed Brad Zimmer up on the bases, and that, that could have been a whole other thing. So, uh, you know, it worked out. The Indians won the game, and uh, I'm sure 
somebody somewhere said something to Bradley Zimmer on that one. Uh, that was, you know, maybe that's where Sandy Alomar has to be a little more vocal at first base. Uh, but, you know, they won the game. So, but tonight's the big night in terms of uh, the Indians getting players back and getting a starter on the mound as, Bra um, as uh, Shane Bieber makes his return. Hasn't pitched since, what, July 13th, uh, I believe. And he'll be back out there. Uh, does don't expect him to to go much more than three innings. If uh, you know you know 50, 55 pitches, something like that. But uh, what does it mean to get Shane Bieber back out there, not only for the Indians but for Shane Bieber? Yeah, I think it's a big thing, Joe. I really do. I think uh, you know they wouldn't put him out there if he wasn't healthy. Uh, he's had a couple rehab starts. He's been working, like you said, you know, I mean, he's, he hasn't pitched since, you know, mid, mid June, I think. And, and, uh, and, um, you know, I think it's important for him to get back out there. I don't know how he's going to do, you know, I think uh, he's three and old this year against uh, the White Sox, uh, but I don't think he's going to have a chance to get a decision there, obviously, uh, because he's on the pitch count, but I think it's important for him. And it, it's going to be a, uh, really interesting to see where his pitches are, where his velocity is, you know, where his conditioning is and uh, just uh, how he handles that. Yeah. Two things to watch, uh, fastball velocity, uh, as well as can he command the curveball? That's the thing that comes like last is, is the off-speed pitches and the command of the off-speed pitches. Can you throw them where you want them, when you want them? Uh, he's always had really good fastball command, so I, I, I'd imagine he'd be able to, to, to do that, but it's the curveball. Can you throw a curveball away when you want one away, in when you want one in? Uh, is, is that going to work for him right out of the gate? And I would be surprised if, you know, he's able to, to throw his entire arsenal at the, at the White Sox in those three innings. Yeah, and, and you know, he'll. I think he – you know, he, he's smart enough. He's not going to go out there and try to, you know, max out it in, in the first inning. I would think, you know, you got to control your adrenaline. You got to control your nerves. Uh, and uh, I, I would think, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, excited about pitching, you know, getting back on the mound. But he's also, he knows, you know, what's at stake here. And, you know, this is kind of just, uh, uh, it seems like a feel-good effort by the Indians to have, right. you know, give uh, Beaver peace of mind. You know, and he's, I think he'll have one more start after Friday night and uh, have him go into the offseason with a pretty good idea, with a good idea that, that he's healthy, that he can just, uh, you know, uh, attack his regular offseason program without, you know, too much extra rehab. And it will be the final time Shane Bieber takes the mound at Progressive Field with uh, Indians across his chest, as we know the the Indians will become the Guardians next season. And this final sort of homestand, home series uh, with the makeup game against the Royals on Monday being the final game. Uh, it's the last chance for fans to see the Indians play as the Indians at Progressive Field. The team's really not making a big deal about this. There aren't going to be any big ceremonies. There's not going to be, you know, any sort of you know, retirement ceremony for the name or anything like that. Uh, they're going to play the games. They're going to end the season and move on. I think they got top golf coming in at the end of next week. So, uh, you know, that'll be uh, something to, 
you know, for, for fans to come to the ballpark and enjoy. But as far as the name change uh, is taking place this year, the, the team's not making a big deal of it, but, you know, some fans are really going to actually feel the significance of it. Oh, I think so. You can't, you can't have a team named, you know, play under one name for 106 years and just snap your fingers and, you know, okay, we're changing it. And everybody's, you know, hunky dory with it. And everybody's, you know, you know, thinks it's, it's a great move. And, uh, you know, this is, this is going to go on for a long time, Joe, there's going to be people on both sides of the fence and uh, it's not going to end. You know, Paul Dolan basically said that, you know, that uh, when, when they announced the name change earlier this season, that, you know, you can't erase history, you know, and, and they've been the Indians for 106 years since 1915. So, you know, it's going to mean a lot to, to some people. And, you know, I've, I've talked, I've got a lot of uh, our subtexters that have, you know, uh, gotten in touch with me about this and, you know, some are ready to move on. Some aren't. And, uh, but the, the fact is, Joe, it's still Cleveland baseball. The team doesn't change. It's still big, the big leagues, but you know, it, it, uh, it's the end of an era. And, uh, you know, the, those things don't pass quietly. Right. And, you know, that it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I wonder how many times we're going to catch ourselves on future podcasts or yeah. at, even at the ballpark, you know, saying Indians, saying, referring to them as the tribe or anything like that. Uh, it, it's going to take some conditioning and take some getting used to. Uh, but I think it, after a few years, we'll, we'll be there and we'll be where we need to be with it. And, you know, we'll move forward. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, DeMarlo Hale said uh, something a couple of days ago that, you know, he thinks, you know, it, like you said, Joe, he said, he thinks it's going to take a while to gain momentum, but when it does, you know, a year later, you know, a year, you know, a year removed, then two years removed, you know, it's, they've changed names before. They've just never, you know, what they were named the blues, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the naps, the, the uh, they were the Broncos. You know, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. The Broncos. You don't even refer to that. You don't even think about that anymore. That, that, that's a trivia question, you know, years down the road. So uh, yeah, the Marlowe Hales is right on the nose with that. I, I just think, um, you know, Hey, if you put out, put a winning team out on the field, you win a world series, the guardians, no one's going to, no one's even going to, you know, remember that there's a controversy over Indians. I think uh, it'll be uh, real easy right there. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we'll wrap it up here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll see you again uh, on Tuesday for uh, another uh, podcast here as, as you begin the final road trip of the 2021 season in Kansas City. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.